Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it, as we always do. It's time for our Monday morning discipleship. Monday morning discipleship. As always, we like to come on on Mondays, try to give you something to supplement what you may have heard on Sunday morning. Before we get into our podcast on today, let me give you our announcement. If you enjoy what we do here on the Purpose and Beyond podcast, we invite you to consider becoming a sponsor of this podcast. You can do so by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond uh, to check out the different levels of sponsorship that we offer, some as low as $5 per month. Again, we'll be offering exclusive. Well, we actually already are offering exclusive uh, content and merchandise at select levels for our patrons. We do this podcast as a labor of love and an extension of our ministry, but a little support would go a long way uh, in support of the hours and hours that we take uh, to bring you a podcast three times a week. So again, uh, we encourage you becoming uh, become rather a sponsor of this podcast by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond. And uh, very quickly, as we already told you, uh, we did an exclusive series over there, signing your name, uh, uh, finding your purpose in a world uh, full of influence. I think that's how it went. Uh, so so y'all forgive me if I get the title wrong, but we think that'll be a blessing to you. So uh, we encourage you not only to become a sponsor, but we got some other things coming up uh, that we're going to share on the Patreon side. We don't want you to miss out. Um, so just a little support will go a long way uh, in, in support of what we do here in this arm of our ministry. And so we definitely appreciate uh, any support you give us. And we appreciate those who have already become patrons. We thank you from the bottom of our heart. Now, let's get back to Monday morning discipleship. And uh, we've been having this conversation about the mark of a disciple, the mark of a disciple. And this is part four. I told you all I was going to try to wrap this up in four episodes, the mark of a disciple. Now, let me say this before we get started on today. We can definitely go much, much, much further. If you're talking about that mark of disciple, again, we wrote the book, Are We Still Making Disciples? And I'm going to share some, something from that on today. Um, you know, we could go much longer, but, but I just want to make this compact and then we're going to see where the Lord takes us on next week. So let's get back into it. Now I want to pick up where we left off last week. And I said, I will pick it up here, uh, in the text that we were looking at in second Timothy chapter three, and we were looking at second Timothy chapter three, verses 16 and 17. Let me read that in your hearing, uh, from the new living translation. So you can know where we're jumping off and then we're going to go share a couple more paragraphs from are we still making disciples? And then we'll go over our notes and we'll wrap this series up on today. But second Timothy chapter three, verse 16 and 17, verse 16, New Living Translation says this. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Verse 17 says God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good thing work. And so we talked at the end of last week about that every good work part. And one of the things I was stressing to you all is that there's a lot of things, there's a lot of challenges that come along with being a disciple. And there's a lot of things that God has called his, his children to do. And at the same time, there's a lot of us that have made excuses about why we cannot do it. And so that's what we're going to talk about from, are we still making disciples on today? A lot of times we can't do it because we have not been properly equipped. We have not prop we have not been properly trained to do what God told us to do. 
Again, let me share this first note that I wrote down here. We'll circle back after I read these paragraphs and are we still making disciples? Uh, one of the things I wrote down here is I said equipped means being prepared, capable and proficient. So when the Bible says that God uses his word to equip us to do every good work, the word of God is going to prepare us, is going to make us capable and is going to make us proficient. So this covers that excuse that we make. We say, Pastor, I can't do that. As I mentioned last week, Pastor, I can't love everybody. Pastor, I'm not good at forgiving. Pastor, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at reading my Bible. I'm not good at this. I'm not good at, good at that. The Bible, the word of God just told us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, that all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us. And it's useful to teach us what is wrong in our lives and make us realize, teach us rather what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Right here in this verse, it keeps talking about how the scripture keeps teaching you. Here it is again. It teaches you what is true. Makes you realize what is wrong. That's more, that's more teaching. It corrects you when you're wrong. That's more teaching, right? And it teaches you. The word of God teaches you. The word of God teaches you. No, this is not skipping. I'm repeating that. The word of God teaches you to do what is right. Right. And then it said God uses the word, uses it. It uses the word to prepare and equip us to do every good work. So why is that important? Pastor? I'm glad you asked that question on today. Let's go back to are we still making disciples? Chapter one. And let, 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 let me let me go through here. Let me learn. I, I, this is the section that I dealt with on training. Right. And so let, let me start here. Let me start here. I read under the section training. I said, let's start this section by by stating that any potential disciple that refuses any type of Bible class is unfit to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, again, I, I always tell you the story and I'll tell it again here. Somebody got offended one time when I said that they're unfit. And he thought that I meant unworthy which which technically is still true. We are not worthy. God uses us. We are not worthy anyway. But the point I was stressing to him, as I said, when, when I say unfit, I mean the same as, as you would be looking at somebody who's not in shape and you would say they're unfit. You're not prepared. You're not in shape to do this. You have to be in shape, good Christian shape to do this. And if you haven't been training, as we talk about training here, if you have not been training, then you are out of shape. And I had to explain that to the brother. He says, and he told me I misunderstood. I said, that's all right. I said, that's, that's all right to ask questions. I'm not putting anybody down because one of the problems that we have, if I can just take a quick detour here. One of the problems that we have in the church is that we're always concerned about somebody talking about our worthiness. And the reality is if somebody says to you within the walls of the church that we ain't worthy, the fact of the matter is, we're not. But the critical thing here is we should always say we aren't worthy. Because we aren't worthy to carry this, this Bible, this Bible, this word of God. You know, when the Bible talks about us, Apostle Paul says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. This earthen vessel is not worthy. The treasure is inside an earthen vessel. Right. So anyway, let me move on. Now, I said this in the book. I said, remember, a disciple of Christ it's one that learns the principles of Christ and maintains them on his authority. 
How can we truly and effectively spread that which we don't know and understand? How can we operate on the authority of Jesus Christ without clear knowledge of who he is, why he has authority to impart to us, and a strong faith in what he's done for our salvation? How can you spread something that you don't know? Now, now let me park right here for just a brief second here. All of us are guilty of spreading rumors when we don't know the truth. So, so we understand how that can be faulty, right? I, I brought that to your secular life. We sometimes spread rumors without having all the facts, right? And so that's why it's important even in that line when somebody brings you some gossip. First of all, you shouldn't be gossiping. But if you just can't help yourself, <laughs> you ought to be able to help yourself. I told you Second Timothy said, God will teach you how to do what's right and show you what's wrong in your life. But if you just can't help yourself, at least get all the information right. If you can't help yourself but tell somebody's business, get all your information right. The same rules apply here with this gospel. You need to know what you're talking about when you go out there. Those people that are looking to discredit us, to discredit the Christian faith and, and, and come up with their own religions and their own theologies. Even though they're incorrect, they have studied their incorrectness. And so they know how to do what they do. We need to be able to know the word of God, right? Let me, let me go a little bit further here. Cause I, I want to get all this in today. I, I, I want to, I want us to wrap this up on today. In most churches, Bible class is the least attended service of all. I want to repeat that again. In most churches, Bible class is the least attended service of all. Can I talk about that for a second? Because as I mentioned last week, more of us are interested in being church members than we are in being disciples. And church is an emotional thing. And so there ain't a whole lot of I'll say it like this fleshly emotion that goes on at Bible class. If there's any emotion that goes on at Bible class, it's, it's, it's the result of reflection. I mean, I saw something in the word that pricked my spirit that showed me how I was out of order. Or I saw something in the word that reminded me of how good God is to me. Right. But Bible class is not full of uh, uh, that, that emotion where the praise and worship team comes up and, and we do all of this and we set the atmosphere and all that. That's fine for worship. Bible class, you ought to just bring your Bible. I'm not saying you can't sing no songs, but bring your Bible and let's get into the word. Let's talk about it. Right. Even something like what I'm doing right now, this podcast Listen, and I'm not saying this because it's me. I'm saying this because the word is going forward. It ain't as popular as it ought to be. Because somebody ought to be here saying, I need to hear the word. I need to get a word. I need to understand this thing a little deeper. So in most churches, let me go back and read. In most churches, Bible class is the least attended service of all. This is true across denominational lines. People love Sunday morning, but they struggle to get to that midweek training that is Bible class. People love Sunday morning, but they struggle. Sunday morning is emotional. This is why we wrote the book, by the way. Sunday morning is emotional. There's going to be singing. Certain pastors are going to holler. They're going to pull it, as we like to say. They're going to pull it. They're going to hoop, as we like to say in the Baptist church. Pastor Jackson is not a hooper, but listen, I, I preached last Sunday, and I do get excited. I get excited about the word of God. And so people like that emotion. 
So, so, so again, people love Sunday morning, but they struggle to get back to Bible class. Watch this. It's still true that Bible class in Sunday school, if your church still has it, are the best training grounds for disciples. When you're digging in the word, having question and answer periods and simply encouraging one another in study, you're not only growing in your personal faith, but you're being what? Equipped to pour into others. Again, y'all, if your church still has Sunday school. I put that in parentheses here because some churches are doing away with Sunday school. And I, I learned some of the, <laughs> a lot of the Bible I learned in Sunday school. I learned it in Sunday school and some churches are not even doing it. Let's, let's read a little bit further. I want to get all these out the way. And then I got a couple more notes to get to before we get out of here. I put this scripture in there, John 17 and 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. That's John 17 and 17. The word of God sanctifies you. I get in trouble when I say something like this. Singing don't sanctify you. Singing don't save you. Singing can make you move. It can make you emotional and all that other stuff. And I'm not saying that singing can't draw you, but you need the word. That's what's going to save you. The word is going to save you, not singing. Singing matters. Singing is important in worship service, but singing don't save you. This is why it always bothered me when I saw people once the singing stopped and pastor got up, they wanted to dip out the back door. No, no, no. You missing the most important part of this meal right now. Imagine ordering a steak and getting up after you're done eating your salad. Amen. Somebody that's preaching stuff right there. Let's go a little bit further. Bible class is where the making of disciples truly begin. It's where our consecration for God's service takes place. Confession is great. That's where you're saved. Church membership is good. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. Church membership is good. No matter how much we want to stay at home and watch online and on TV. I wrote that before the pandemic. <laughs> Amen. Operating in your gifts and talents on Sunday morning is awesome and encouraged. Right. But discipleship is found in studying, adhering to and spreading God's word. That's the foundation. All of those other things I mentioned are just components. Let's read a little bit further before I go back to what I was talking about. The reason many of us struggle in the training aspects of discipleship is because we sometimes believe, as the world does, that talent alone will take you where you need to be. Understand that there is a difference between talents and anointed gifts within the body of Christ, just as our, there are in our ability to function in a worldly occupation versus a church ministry. Spiritual discernment must be the order of the day. Right. So let, let, let me go back. Let me go back here. Now, I'm not going to read any more of that because we'll run out of time on the day. Now, I talked about this, right? Church membership is good. Let me, let me make these couple notes here before I get back to the other notes I had written down. I said church membership is good. And, and I, I mentioned this on my radio broadcast this week. I actually mentioned this in a conversation I was having with somebody earlier today um, because she's unhappy at her church. And uh, I, I said to her and I'll say it like like I said it on the radio broadcast. I said church is a collective thing. Even as I wrote down here, I said church membership is good no matter how much we want to stay home and watch online and on TV. 
I said church is a collective thing. It is the body of Christ, which means even as your body, it's a collective thing. Your body is just not the shell that all your organs and things are housed in. Everything in there makes up your body. So church is a collective thing. And I said that to her, I said, church is a collective thing, even though spirituality and salvation is an individual thing. Salvation, you, you can't be, nobody can be saved for you. Even if people are praying for you, you have to accept them for yourself. Salvation is personal. Your spiritual relationship and your relationship with God is personal. I said, church is collective. And I said to her, I said, the longer you try to do church by yourself, eventually you're going to go away from the church and you won't even realize you gone. I said, church is what we do together. Your walk with God is what you do as an individual. As a church, we can help each other with the individual walk, but you still have to do that walk on your own, but we can help you with it as a church. But church is, is what we do together. So church membership is good. I don't want you all to miss that. Operating in your gifts and talents on Sunday morning is good. Again, on my radio broadcast, I just came out of a series about operating in the spirit where I talked about how our body, the, how the Apostle Paul talks about the body. First Corinthians chapter 12 and talks about all that stuff has to work together. So I said, operating in your gifts and your talents and all that other stuff, that's fine. That's good. But that ain't discipleship, right? I said this, I said this, I just read this. Discipleship is found in studying and hearing to and spreading God's word. That's the foundation. All these other things I mentioned are components of discipleship. So the mark of your discipleship is not in your gifts. It's not in your talents. Right. And truthfully, it's not even in your anointing because you can have your anointing and still not walk in it. The mark of a discipleship is what did Jesus tell you to do? Go out into the world, get some folks, teach them, baptize them. That's what disciples are supposed to do. Make disciples. All the other stuff are, are, is components of disciples. And again, when I wrote this book, I'm sure there were some questions, but but I had a lot of pastors say to me, and I'm doing a conference on it this weekend. I had a lot of pastors say to me, nobody's ever broken down like this. You, you, you're basically helping people to understand. And I said, we, we're not thinking right. We're not thinking about what it really means to be a disciple. We're thinking about all these other things. Well, I'm at church every Sunday and I'm on my post and I'm all that other stuff. None of that matters if you ain't living it. None of that matters if you ain't living the word. If you're not walking the walk and talking the talk of a disciple. And I talked about this. Let me go back over this paragraph again. Then I'll get back to my notes. And I said, the reason many of us struggle again in the training aspects of disciples is because we believe sometimes just as the world does that talent alone will take you where you need to be. And I said, there's a difference between anointed gifts within the body um, and, and, and talents, just as there is an ability to function in the worldly occupation versus a church ministry. Now, one of the things that I mentioned later, as we get back to the notes here, one of the things I mentioned later in this paragraph, well, I talked about the fact that, again, there's a difference between having talents and anointing. And we have to be careful within the body of Christ that we put people in positions because they're talented. And they don't have anointing for the position. Let me give an example. Before, well, I ain't going to tell the whole story. But for years, my mother was the financial secretary at the church I was raised in. My mother never worked a day in the bank. My mother knew how to count money. My mother was good with money. 
My mother had an anointing on her life, so they didn't have to worry about her stealing money from the church. But just because somebody work in the bank don't mean they belong in the church finance office. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm not saying bank people ain't saved. Don't, don't get me wrong. I used to work in the bank, too, among the other 10,000 jobs I've had in my life. I worked at the bank, too. I'm saying that there's a difference between talent and anointing. And I often use this example. The best singer in the choir ain't necessarily supposed to be the one that's president of the choir or, or over that ministry. Find the person with the anointing. Because as I, as I also mentioned here, I said anointing is a different uh, is a, a leadership rather is a different anointing than just being good at something. Leadership is a different anointing. Let me go back to my notes and we'll wrap up the series on today. So let's go back. What did we say last week? What did we, what have we said throughout this? The mark of a disciple. As I brought up the Bible class tonight or, or today, y'all, y'all can tell when I'm recording it. As I brought up Bible class, the ongoing work of being a disciple Really, if you if you think about two words, it's wrapped up in two letters, an E and an R. The ongoing work of being a disciple is being a learner and a follower. And I said to you all last week that these are ongoing words. Learner means I'm still doing it. Follower, which means I'm still doing it. Learning, if you want to go that route, learning, I-N-G, I'm still doing it. Following, I'm still doing it. There's no ED. Oh, man, that's that's good stuff right there. Listen, I hope y'all said amen when I said that. That The ED suggested this past tense. And the moment that we get to a place where we're past tense in the church, God can't use us anymore. And that's simply because we're not available. Once you have graduated, you are no longer available. Think about it. If you graduate from college, they don't keep calling you up and say, hey, your term papers due on Monday. No, you have graduated. You're done with us. You cannot graduate from the word of God, but you can quit it. Everybody that's done with school didn't graduate. Amen. Somebody, everybody that was done with school didn't graduate. Some people just quit school. Some people just dropped out. So it, it is the ongoing work of being a disciple. Next thing, I've already told you all this. What does it mean when the word of God says we're going to be equipped? The mark of a disciple is somebody who's equipped. They are prepared, they are capable, and they are proficient. Now, let me go over this again. They're equipped. They are prepared. They are capable. They are proficient. But notice I didn't say they were perfect. I mentioned this to you all as well last week. I said, read your Bible. The people who walked closest with Jesus made mistakes. In fact, one of them betrayed him. I'm, I'm trying not to put too much in here because I got a couple more minutes left. One of the things I often said about, about uh, that, that, that moment in the upper room when Jesus said, one of you shall betray me. And I always found it odd that all these people start saying, is it I, even though Judas knew who, it, who had done it. He knew who he was. But I always said this. I said, Judas knew. But the rest of the disciples saying, is it I, Lord? They recognize the fact that betrayal is in me. I want to make sure they weren't answering, asking with confidence. They well, nobody. You didn't see that in the text. They, they said they began asking, is it I, Lord? They weren't kicking back up their feet like, I know I didn't do it. They said, I'm, I'm capable. I'm capable of doing wrong, just like I'm capable of doing right. So, again, we are equipped, which means we are prepared. We're capable and we are proficient. 
Again, not perfect. You can be proficient in something and still make mistakes. You can be proficient in the word of God and still make mistakes. Pastor Jackson makes mistakes. I am not perfect. If my wife was on here, she would tell you. Amen, somebody. Last thing, I'll give you this and then we're done with this series. I hope that you all been blessed by this. The Bible says again in 2 Timothy uh, chapter two, uh, chapter three, verses 16 and 17. We talked about this when the, when the word of God says it's going to equip you to do every good work. Every good work. The word rooted in your life produces good fruit lived out in your life. One more time. The word rooted in your life produces good fruit lived out in your life. Every now and then a bad piece of fruit coming out of you. Every now and then a bad piece of fruit is coming out of you. But when Jesus cut down that tree, when he said, get rid of this tree, that's not producing any good fruit anymore. It's because it wasn't producing anything. Every now and then God will come and he'll pull that bad fruit off the tree, but he'll say, you still good. There's still good fruit coming out of here. Let's get rid of this piece right here. Let's get rid of this right here. So the people know that you are a disciple. But but produce the good fruit. But you do that because the word rooted in your life, it produces good fruit lived out in your life. Let that be your mark. One who studies the word, one who adheres to the word, one who is a learner and a follower. That's good stuff right there. I'm going to use that in the conference when I teach it on this weekend. I'm teaching this weekend on Are We Still Making Disciples? Let's end it right here. That's all the time that we've got. This is part four of this series. I hope that you all were blessed by this series of Mark of a Disciple. And again, we'll see what the Lord is going to take us on next week. We'll see what he has to say about where we go next here on Monday Morning Discipleship. I pray that you all are blessed by what we had to share in these four particular episodes um, of this topic. So let's let's close it out. Let me give you our tag as we always do. If you'd like to keep up with us, you can check us out at the ministries website, www.krjministries.org. If you would like to purchase this book or any other books that we have out there, www.krjpublishing.com. Go there and we believe that you'll be blessed. Uh, We always encourage you wherever you listen to this podcast, hit that subscribe button. You might even be listening on Facebook. Uh, This podcast does go up on our ministry's Facebook page facebook.com forward slash Kelly R. Jackson Ministries. Uh, Wherever you're listening, though, hit the subscribe button, share it with somebody, tell somebody if you've been blessed by this this, this podcast, rather, we would definitely appreciate it. Don't forget, please sign up at Patreon so you can catch some of our exclusive content. There is more on the way for those of you that are already signed up. Again, www.patreon.com forward slash purpose and beyond become a patron support us in that way i tell you each week it's just one less trip to mcdonald's per month and we believe that you will be sowing in good ground uh, if you so desire if you choose to do so uh listen one more thing i want to make sure i do invite you to come to church with us on sunday at for the kingdom christian church you can find us at our facebook page uh we are still virtual uh, in-person service is coming uh, our facebook page uh just search for the kingdom christian church our youtube page for the kingdom christian church uh, our services we are on sundays at 10 o'clock but every time those videos go up obviously they stay there so you can go back and check out any one of those videos we believe that you will be blessed i'm over time that's all the time that we've got for monday morning discipleship i pray that you all were blessed by what we had to share god bless you and god keep you as my prayer as always we'll see you all on next time be blessed